Hello, my name is Patrick Baston. I am one half of UK Glam Squad and I'm a makeup artist and today we are discussing makeup and pageantry. You're listening to Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant Podcast with your host Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and Mummy to One Amazing Little Girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a share on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm so excited for this because I will admit, I am really bad with makeup. Like, <laughs> I was one of those ones at school that had the big orange line under my jaw. I had a hideous skin, so I was like, oh, so was I. It all on. like, but I don't think I ever got any better. I just learned to book professionals. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because some of us sort of like stay stuck in that limbo of the orange line. And then I think if it's, if it's your passion, you're like, I don't want to have this orange line. So I'm going to, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to work to get rid of that and learn more about it. But then, I mean, it's like we were discussing before we came on air that, you know, I think you've probably got a lot more of your life organised than I do. It, <laughs> I just spend my life in Sephora looking at makeup. I, I like to think I'm fairly organised most of the time. Like, I last time I competed, which was 2017, I was like, I can't have a professional makeup artist the whole time I'm there. So I went to <laughs> Mac and got them to do one of the little courses. So at least I had some basics that I could grab hold of and luckily I got a very lovely lady in Mac who was like it's okay I'll give you the idiot's guide (laughs) it's good it's good to do things like that you know having that sort of that extra boost and that extra bit of knowledge because sometimes some people some people only just need that extra sort of push in the right direction like here are some products you can use these this is a really simple look to recreate on yourself and 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 then it's a little bit easier I've got a very I'm mildly minimalist so I've got a very simple drawer of my makeup and takes mm-hmm. up a little space and everything's organized and easy to get to so that I can do like the two-year-old can be climbing up my leg and I can still get my makeup done mm. so at least I can leave the house but I recently stayed with uh, Miss International UK Harriet Lane and she's oh, got yeah. so much makeup and I showed her what proportion of her makeup collection was the size of mine <laughs> she just thought it was hilarious that I have I have four eyeshadows Four eyeshadows. She has like forty-four hundred <laughs> eyeshadows. I wouldn't be surprised if her makeup collection put mine to shame as well. She's very, very good at doing her own makeup. It was fairly imp- well. We were going to an event, and I need that was a seventies theme. Oh, and fab! I need the purple eyeshadow, and I don't have purple eyeshadow. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I'm not sure if I have one." And she opened the drawer, and I'm like, "I see four already." <laughs> she's actually got a whole palette of purples. Yeah, I was just like, "There's, there's, there's all the colours here. Every colour here. I don't think we need to worry about this." And then I put my finger in some glitter that I thought wouldn't come out of the pot quite as easy as it did, and end up covered in purple glitter as well. And <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
sort of kid in a candy store but a diabetic kid in a candy store I'm like I don't (laughs) I can't touch any of it because it would just all end badly (laughs) that's fabulous and and can you explain a little bit about your relationship to the pageant industry because you're not you're not just pageant not just pageant none of us are just pageant but um how are you connected to the pageant industry? Yeah, of course. So, um, obviously, like I said, I'm I'm a makeup artist. Um, I, it's funny because I say I'm a makeup artist, but I do about a million different things, but they always revolve around makeup, um, especially when it comes to the pageant industry. So, um, I I run with my best friend uh, Duncan Fisher, the UK Glam Squad, and we basically girls book us we turn up at at pageants and we make beautiful lovely women look even more beautiful and even more lovely and we we help prepare people for interview stage um and rehearsals or really whatever they want and uh quite often photographic situations so uh we also team up with charlotte clammy who's an incredible photographer uh indeed and we sort of so we do the hair and makeup for photo shoots for that as well so uh, it's not just stage and interview and, and things like that. We do we do a couple of different things in the pageant industry. But basically, if you want us to make you look glam, we'll come, we'll turn up and we'll make you look make you look glam. Oh, you're you're actually on my like wedding wish list, but he hasn't proposed yet, so you've got a bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very long wedding wish list, but a longer pageantry wish list. So um, <laughs> we'll get the pageant out of the way first. I'm gutted. Yeah. I can't make the next two photo shoots you're doing with Charlotte. No, no. I'm ever we'll, hoping. We'll have to make up a whole separate day just for you then. A whole one just for me. Well, me and Felicity, it would take a long time. So, because <laughs> <laughs> she, she's always got to be there. And oh. um, for any of you that haven't heard me mention Felicity before, that is my two and a half year old who is desperate to be a galaxy girl. She does say, Mummy, when can I be a galaxy girl? And she has her own little purple sash that says future galaxy girl. Oh, I just love that. Um, oh, but she would have so much fun on a shoot as well, especially one of the shoot days, because when we do a big shoot day at Charlotte's uh, studio, there's always so many different pageant girls there. Everyone's taking selfies. Everyone's in and out of the dressing room. We're all kind of helping each other, you know, like picking which earrings match the dress best. And there's always little ones there too, running around playing with each other because it's actually, it's on like, um, it's on a farm. Mm. so there's um there's lots of there's always lots of things to do and um, she, would, she can she get involved she can be a helper she can oh. make teas and coffee <laughs> just, i tried to like work out how i can move the two things so one falls on um i'm doing a, a triathlon with felicity on one of the dates of and course. then someone had a cancelled uh, like can't make their slot and so i, I could have even mm-hmm. got a last minute slot and like I, I can't not do the charity triathlon mm. uh, we're all excited for that one and then the other one I'm at a four-day conference right over the top of it so I was like yeah I can't move that either yeah. 500 person conference is not going to move just for me unfortunately well we appreciate you trying very I, much did, I did try I did look at it um, <laughs> so I'm hoping for something like the beginning of next year that I can like oh yeah there'll be there'll be loads we, we aim to do one every month um it's it's tricky to get the scheduling with the three of us you know together um, we are all quite flexible, um, but problem with being popular. Diaries yeah, well, get hey, What can I say? <laughs> and, and how did you get start started with makeup? Because obviously, very passionate about it. I, I I'm gonna say that cliched line of oh, I kind of fell into it, and I, and I because I really did. Um, I but I started wearing makeup kind of you know from I say peer pressure from my friends around me. My uh, my first boyfriend and actually my best friend when, when I was growing up um, were were big makeup wearers, 
Um, and they loved that, that sort of wacky, crazy, um, you know, Boy George, Pete Burns, 80s kind of look. And um, I, I was a little bit scared of it, I guess, at first and didn't really understand it. But, but by being surrounded by them, ended up in a lot of makeup. You know, I was going to school wearing makeup at the age of like 15. And that kind of then rolled into me ending up looking like a, a, a futuristic vampire uh, for most of my teenage years. And then whenever I moved to Manchester, um, the only sort of place I could ever really get a job was working on a makeup counter because of the way that I looked, it was actually celebrated, I guess. Um, yeah. And I was encouraged. And I worked for a brand called Illamasqua, uh, mm. which is still around, but it's a little bit lesser known. Um, and uh, I came to Manchester actually for university. I very shortly, for a very short period, did a, a film and media degree. I actually got kicked out in my second year. Um, <laughs> I never made unfortunately, it. <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't very rock and roll reason, though. I actually, I because I had started working in Selfridges um, and I'd I'd got a job and I was doing something that I quite enjoyed. I stopped going to uni, and uh, and they said your attendance is that poor that we no longer want you to be here. Oh, charming. Yeah, I know. Um, if anything, you made your course good. more interesting, then I might have stuck around. <laughs> uh yeah exactly no I, it, do you know what it was one of those things that came at a really good time because I was umming and ahhing I thought oh should I leave anyway or you know should I pursue makeup and and they kind of made up my mind for me I got asked to leave and then I went full-time working in Selfridges and the rest they say is history Aww. yeah no I got very ill in my first year of A-levels and it was I wasn't at a school that would allow you to to take a year out and start again. It was like a sixth mm-hmm. form. So you did it in the right order as far as they were concerned. And that was it. And the only other option for sort of finishing, recovering, and then going, starting again a year later um, was to go to a school where a lot of kids that had gone, that had bullied me at a previous school. And I was like, Ugh. no, no, it's just education system's not going to be for me then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just, I'm a big believer in like the chapters in our lives play out in the order that they're meant to. And oh, definitely. Sometimes things happen to you years ago and that you're like, oh, I've got over that. And then you realize what a positive effect it's having on your sort of future situation and things. Yeah. And you're like, thank you for that happening. It's hideous yeah, at the time, but now it's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm quite lucky that at the time, I think I was quite aware of that as well. I mean, there's definitely been things that you look back on now and I'm like, uh, and I have to have the same relationship to it, how, like how you just explained. But um, at the time I was very much right. Okay. They're making it my decision for me. Let's do this. Um, so when I went full time, I actually, um, I did that for a short period and then I did a makeup course to sort of refine my skills. Uh, worked worked in Selfridges for about four and a half years um, and then went freelance um, and I work um, more or less part time now at a makeup salon. Uh, in Manchester, and then any of that other uh, free time that I have. Well, I say free time because because I'm self-employed, I kind of slot everything else in. There's no so, such thing as free time when you're self-employed. No. <laughs> exactly. It's time you you're doing well. something else with. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's the easiest way to just explain it, isn't it? You know, I'm like I'm part time there, and I'm part time here, and I'm part time there, and I do this, that, that, the other. Yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? Because part time is seen as like 20 hours a week. But then you add up all the part times, you realise you're working like 400 hours a week. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm working like, all all the hours. Yeah, all the hours. I'm like, yeah. So I'm I've got this business and this business, but I'm mainly mum because I'm her main childcare. Yeah. And then I've also decided to enter a pageant and start a podcast 
and help other women achieve their dreams you know and I don't know how you do it honestly Who having knows? having a child I, right. I I have a cat and uh, <laughs> and the struggles and her waking up and demanding food this morning was yeah that was enough for me it's um I slipped into the habit of saying, oh, we've just, we've got a very easy child. And my partner was the one that started correcting me. And he's like, no, you've actually worked very hard to get her to the way she is. We did routines and structures Mm -hmm. from like a week and a half old. And my partner and I are very naturally like routines and structures. And I think Mm -hmm. she's inherited that from us. Um, But it's, so it's, I, I am lucky slash I put in the effort to have, Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you can put in loads of effort and, and still not get this. So I'm not yeah. saying that if people have troublesome children that they haven't, it's their own fault at all. But um, yeah, we did a lot of structures and routines because we knew that there were things that we wanted to do. We've said we only want to have one child because there are certain holidays and trips we want to take her on. And there's certain things we want to be able to afford for her to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to us to be a team of three and not just revolve around the kids and things. Um, and we don't feel like we can do that if we have more than one. So um, it's sort of making those decisions to fit in, to make yeah. sure that we can fit everything in, all the, all the craziness, the good craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and what made that sort of step from being a makeup artist into the pageant industry? Um, well, do you know, it, it actually, it, it started in Selfridges um, because uh, I had a, the wonderful uh, Miss Kasha Grimes Mm-hmm. Uh, come and have her makeup done with me while I was working in Selfridges and um, I knew nothing about pageants well I guess you know I had a very limited idea of what a pageant was I had that sort of you know the you know the American kids idea of what a, the honey boo boo yeah that was that was what my <laughs> idea of JonBenet Blonde all of that stuff that I thought was pageants um, I've just said JonBenet Blonde not JonBenet Ramsey <laughs> <laughs> That was actually her name, but John Bonnet Blonde is a drag queen that I know. Anyway, <laughs> it's going completely off topic now. So I did Kasha Grimes' makeup whenever I worked in Selfridges. And she was going to watch Misha the very first time she competed at Galaxy. Mm. And uh, Kasha and I uh, hit off. Uh, we were, had a really, like, had, a, had a laugh. And I remember thinking, oh, I was t- telling everyone. I had this, this, you know, wild, crazy lady here. And the other day she was fabulous. She was telling me all about her daughter. And it's funny because when you meet someone... And they say, oh, my daughter's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's competing as pageant. You kind of, I was thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I bet yeah, she is. Everyone thinks yeah. that their daughter's gorgeous. And then actually that Christmas, I was stood on my counter and this vision walked across the mat counter. And I'm that person that will go up to someone and say, just wanted to let you know you're gorgeous. Have a mm. nice day. And I did. I went over to her and said, you're beautiful. So I love your, she had this big fur, like very like almost like a gorilla coat on. So I went over to go and tell her. And then Kasha came over and I was like, oh, this is your daughter. Oh my God. You weren't lying. You were gorgeous. <laughs> I'm, and, so, um, for anyone that doesn't know the uh, Kasha and Misha, I will link the, their, they've both got YouTube channels and I'll link them in the show notes because I, I mean, they're both absolutely stunning, but Misha is just like, it's, in, it's like an insane look. She's so unique and just like she blow, like she just blows you away she just yeah. absolutely blows you away and the, do you know what they've got such kind hearts they're wonderful mm-hmm. people and and they they said to me Misha is competing again please can you come and do that her makeup and I'm like yeah sure so I did I went and did uh, actually Misha and Kasha were competing that year together um were they 
Yes, you have to um, excuse me. My my memory is absolutely abysmal. Was that twenty fifteen? Um, I feel like oh. that was the first year they were together. Was the first year I was. I knew remember that because it was the, my first galaxy year. I'm, I'm sure say that yes, was the first I, year. I, I've, I've, five, six, four. I feel like it was even the year before that. I don't remember. I'm not very around, good at dates. Let's go with yes. Yes, around then. Around then. Um, it was the year that, that I'm sure they both did. And um, I think Saffron won. Yes, um, so that would have been 2015, yes. Okay. God, yeah. it feels like so much longer ago than that. Um, so, yeah, I went down and we we actually, we stayed in her room. I didn't I didn't go out of the, out of the room. Um, so I didn't really get to meet anyone or see anybody until... Um, Again, I'm going to say it was Misha's night that I watched the show. And um, <laughs> me being me, I, I went and sat down at this table by myself. And then someone came over and said, excuse me, you can't sit here. This is the Queen's table. Um, like, like, Have you not met me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's what went through my mind. But I'm thinking, Queens? Who are these Queens? And um, for God's sake, this whole pageant malarkey is ridiculous. And um, and then obviously got up and moved. And, and, I, and I went and sat with Kasha. And... Um, Obviously, now understanding pageants and getting it all now, you know, you have such a different viewpoint on everything. Um, but that evening, I sat at the same table as Rachel Tate. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember Rachel Tate was on the table and Kirsty Fletcher. And, um, and I forget who else, but I got talking to Rachel. Let's sit down with some of the big names in pageantry. Why yeah, don't but, <laughs> but I had no idea, you know, I think it's just these women. Um, and, um, I got a message from Rachel the next day saying, hello, lovely to meet you. And, and again, terrible memory. I'm thinking, who's this woman? <laughs> I don't remember meeting her. Um, but she said, hello, lovely to meet you. I just wanted to ask you, what did you think of everyone's makeup from the pageant? And I thought, oh, this is a question that I'm going to have to be really diplomatic to answer. So I said, and I'll never forget this. Um, I said that, uh, I believe as an artist, everyone has room for improvement. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and blah, 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 and whatever else I added on to that. And she says, good, because I agree with you. And I, and I believe that. And so basically she asked me after meeting her once uh, to team up with her um, as she's, because she's a pageant coach and we sort of made this like a power couple, I guess. And um she was, she was, you know, coach girls and then I would do her, the makeup. And then more often than not, Duncan, um, Duncan Fisher, who is the, the other half, the other half of Glam Squad, um, would do the girl's hair. So we were kind of this, this joint package. Um, and I worked very closely with Rachel for a very long time. Um, but it was, it was a little bit tricky at times, um, to sort of negotiate things because Rachel would only want me to do her clients. Yeah. And, you know, as time sort of goes on, um, it made it made a better decision. It, it was a better decision, I think, for both of us to sort of part our ways and, and Duncan and I to join forces yeah. because then we could kind of look after our own schedules, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm still very, very close to Rachel. We work we work together quite a lot. Like, it's tricky because if, if your work's tied to someone, it's like if you only work for a shop and then that shop shuts, if she decides to... Because she did take some time off briefly to follow some of her own competing dreams. I might be thinking of the wrong person, but I'm sure. I'm sure she 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 paused coaching to to compete in something. And yeah, that and, sounds about right. Yeah, and then you're you're stuck because can you? Well, she's paused. Can you do other people if you're only mm-hmm. mentioning her clients and things like that? Yeah. So yeah, there's some. 
And I think there's so much mutual respect within pageantry. Oh, definitely. Um, but do you know what? I, I really, I take my hats off to the woman because she's an incredible person. She's a very, very good coach. Mm. And she helped me so much. I had a blooming good start in the pageant industry to, to sort of go in doing Misha's makeup. Um, and then cause sort of like off the back of that, be asked by Rachel and, and then sort of join forces with her. Like I sort of, I think I'm quite lucky to have come in as a nobody and then sort of be pushed onto the scene being like, hello, um, hey, this is Patrick. I say, it's, um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And yeah, well, you met, yeah. You just jumped it, it, in it, and met, like, yeah, the dream team. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know what? I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm so grateful to all of them because I am the worst person in networking. Mm. I, I'd, go, I'd go to an event and I'd happily sit in the corner and not talk to anybody um so I, I'm so lucky to have had those people sort of pushing me yeah yeah and and almost making the connections for me um and I'm I'm a bit of a different person now but four or five years ago I, I wouldn't have spoken to anybody but now I'm like hi I want you something to meet you like let's talk and that's blah, blah, blah. oh this is nice you know and uh, <laughs> and yeah. talk to each other whereas I can be I'm I am uh what's the phrase a um I always get this the wrong way around. I want to say a introvert masquerading as an extrovert. Yes. And I, I'm very, very happy to sort of sit on my own and not talk to anyone, but someone comes over and I'll go, blah, 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 and be all excited and happy. Yeah, we're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think I got labelled an extrovert, so I just kind of thought I was, but actually I also very much like my own company. Yes. Um, which is good, because otherwise my partner and I wouldn't survive, because he's very much an introvert. <laughs> um, which is funny, because he's a public speaker, but... <laughs> He needs, he needs his, we both need our alone time. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe there's, I think there are a lot of people who, who fit into that, that mould, you know, of, uh, of being a, an, an introvert masquerade as an, as an, as an extrovert, because those people that are, are loud and sort of like, and like feel quite confident talking in front of people, et cetera, yeah. actually really enjoy being alone, being away from people yeah. as well. I do feel like, because I do public speaking, my partner does public speaking, a lot of my friends have businesses where they do public speaking, and you'd think public speakers were extroverts, and the majority of them are introverts, mm. um, and they have to go and hide and recharge. It's that like after a pageant, every, like part of me so wants to go and be sociable in the bar and things like that, but I need to hide and recharge. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so excited that the, I'm now, because I've gone up in age category, my final's on the first night which means I can have a quiet <laughs> night the night before competition. Whereas I was already drained before the final night, before my finals when I was yeah. missed. I had three, it's now only three nights of finals, but it used to be four and I had three nights of being outgoing and chatty, which I loved, but I would feel so drained. So yes. um, I'll be yeah. able to get my bit out of the way first this year. Oh, well, <laughs> it's next year, but I'm very excited, excited for, the, for the age category change. Yeah. Um, and I mean, one of my biggest learning curves, and I mean, if you haven't heard my previous episode about how I got started in pageantry, go back and listen to that. But the, the short story is I was a disaster on, <laughs> on every level from <laughs> hair, makeup, clothing, walk, appearances, like charity work, every area of pageantry that's important, I sucked at in my first one. But I learned, I learned quickly. Um, and I did my own hair and makeup, which I guess if you're really good at hair and makeup, you could consider 
but I wasn't. So I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> but you didn't know, though. No. So I was like, I've watched loads of toddlers and tiaras. I can back home. It'd be fine. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I still can't curl my hair properly. Um, but so I learned very quickly that you hire people um, for the things that you can't do. If you can't do it and you don't want to or feel you can't learn to do it, hire people. But I also see people that are very good at hair and makeup mm-hmm. that are hiring professionals. Do you think you should always hire a, um, a professional for a pageant? Yes and no. Um, I think you, it depends on who you're hiring and why you're hiring them. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to use someone as an example for this. Uh, Kelsey Poulton, our new so Miss Galaxy. Miss Galaxy, 2020. Yes, I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm so bad at remembering people's titles. Um is incredible doing her own hair and makeup. She's very, very good. And I've actually said so before, I don't think I should be doing your makeup because you do it better. Um, but she will always book um, a professional to do yeah. her hair and makeup. And I think that for her, whenever she's... It's more about that process yeah. of, of getting ready. And it takes an element of stress off her shoulders. And it takes an element of uh, responsibility off her shoulders as well. It's kind of like, oh, well, you can do that. That then means I don't have to think about that. And I can think about other things Yeah. Um, at the time. And and that's why I think it's it's really important to find someone who actually works really well for you. Um, so in saying that, by sort of my answer to the question is, um, you only book someone that you can trust. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because if you're going to someone and you're really nervous about having that, I mean, some an element of nerves or you know an anticipation is is understood if someone's doing it for the first time. But you can still trust someone. Mm. But um, I think having that trust is so important that they are gonna you know guide you on on a journey of beauty and make you look even more fabulous. Because if you're just really stressing and worried that it's not going to go right and it's not going to be how you would do, normally do it, mm. then then do it yourself because yeah. it's not worth it. But if it if having that professional can take responsibility or stress off your shoulders, then 100 million percent book that person. Yeah. I think it's just night as well. Rushing around, it depends how rehearsals got in the day. So it depends yeah. on your pageant's format. With Galaxy, the rehearsals and interviews are through the day. If Things haven't gone quite to plan, um, depending on your age group. I mean, teen nights is often a much bigger category, so the rehearsal mm-hmm. day can often be a lot longer. Mm-hmm. To then have to rush off and get yourself ready. And just rushing around trying to get ready is you get hot and sweaty. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a weirdo like me that doesn't wear deodorant, that's not very practical. Um, <laughs> it's nice to just sit still um, yes. and have like that moment of calm as well. And yeah. um, I guess it's the same. I'm a personal trainer. I still have a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, I just have him for half an hour a week, but it just means it's also we see each other in the gym and we've got a secret fist bump handshake thing and um, sort of our own inside jokes that apparently he started announcing in classes and then gone, <laughs> oh, no, one's, no one else is going to get this statement. He's, we refer to it as going full Buffy. So, you know, oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, yeah. where they, the beginning, uh, the vampires had those really awful prosthetic face things. Oh, yeah. That looked really fake. So when you're really in your zone, you pull a full oh, Buffy yeah, yeah. face. Yeah, you look like a, a vampire prosthetic face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's an inside joke with us. And he's, yeah, announcing it in classes and they're all looking and going, what? 
What are you talking about? It makes um, sense, though. I, I kind of, when you said that, that's where my head was going. Oh, good. Oh, we're glad you got it. No yeah. one else has. No one else has apart from the two of us. So we're, we're all good. But it's, it's yeah, it's having that that certain sense of calm, I find, is very yes. nice. The, the brand that I was talking about that I worked for, Elamasca, they did this wonderful collection called Sacred Hour. Mm. And it was all about that. Um, I mean, they sort of, they pulled it off as this big sort of like spiritual thing. But um, really the core of the collection was about how doing your makeup or hair or or whatever kind of process you really take to get ready, they would refer to it as the sacred hour, mm. where we it's almost like we're adorning ourselves, you know, preparing ourselves for battle and having that calm, that sort of sit, sitting down moment where you're, yeah. you know, you're, finding your zen and you're preparing yourself is is really really actually quite important um and I think that that's something that Duncan and I do very well at um and we sort of will you know feel feel the energy feel the vibe of that person and either you know help lift them up or or maintain the calm we are quite well known for playing uh, musical hits and Disney uh, show tunes. Oh, um, yes. In, in the, uh, I'm glad you approve, in the... Always. <laughs> in the changing rooms. Um, as, and that is, especially at Galaxy, that is the majority of our time is is pumping up, you know, girls and getting them ready and, and making them feel really energetic for stage. And then first thing in the morning, it's, you know, helping people go from that sort of like being na- like a little naked mole rat that's just like crawled out of bed. <laughs> Love that. Into this powerful, uh, you know, energetic woman who's going to go straight into interview and absolutely smash it. Mm. And I, th- I, I think for us especially, that's the most important part. You know, the makeup is, and the hair and the hairspray, that's more or less just a medium. It's about having that spiritual transformation um, mm. to becoming you. Yeah, I think that's one of like the most amazing lessons from pageantry of it's this you need to have something on the inside. You need to have core beliefs and a strong foundation Mm -hmm. and things you want to do with your title because they the judges see straight through anyone that's there for um, pure. What's the word? Mm, aesthetic reasons like if you're if you're ju- if you're just there to look, you just want to go and look pretty they will see that but actually it they, there is so, so much power and confidence in making mm-hmm. the outside represent the strength you feel on the inside and mm-hmm. um, there's an amazing book I'm listening to at the moment it's actually a Christian book but was recommended to me by a pageant coach and um, so full pageant circle talking about um the the inner feeling with with mainly women. I mean, it's a book about women, so obviously they're going to focus on women. And the inner feeling with women to be adored and how it's part of our natural chemistry because we're meant to help uh, bring relationship and build relationship in the world. Oh, that's interesting. And I really liked that. Like, we need to we need to feel beautiful and adored to serve our purpose in the world. And it's uh-huh. the book phrases it so much better than I'm phrasing it right now. Um, but I just it's called cap. Captive, captivating. I'll link it in the show notes. Say cap- captive sounds captive? a bit problematic. That's wrong. Captivating. I think it's called captivating. Um, and they just, yeah, I loved. Um, I mean, they take some of it back to the caves, and I love anything that takes anything back to the caves. Sort of whether it's talking about paleo food eating and things, or why we love community because it kept us safe in the caves. If we didn't mm-hmm. huddle together and chat, we wouldn't know that there was a wildebeest on the rampage or whatever. 
Um, so anything that takes it back to the caves, I'm all over it. Uh, and they go back. Um, it's a man and a woman that have written the book. They're, they're a couple. Um, and I'm listening to the audiobook because who has time to actually read? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it goes into, and I was like, that's, and also to hear that from a Christian perspective as well, I never heard because I do sometimes have that, that conflict of does pageantry fit with my Christianity? And suddenly mm-hmm. I had this very popular Christian book going, yes, it does. And the first pageant was in the Bible. Found that one out recently. Um, Lady, oh, that, what was the pageant? Um, she was called Esther, and she the king wanted to have the most beautiful wife, so he basically put on a pageant to find the most beautiful wife, and she won, literally won the crown and title. And then, because she had that crown and title, she saved hundreds of thousands of Jews from being murdered. Oh wow! So it is get a crown and title. That was, her, that was her, it. her first act. That was yeah. That was like. Uh, that's, I mean, in a smaller scale, that's exactly what pageantry is now. You get a crown and title and you do good with it. Yeah. That's, that's how I describe a pageant now. Um, but I was like, yeah, the, it is literally within our, our caveman selves, um, to need to feel like we are adored and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and beauty is, is an inner and outer thing. It's not just an external thing, but yeah, that book's, the book explains it much better than me and I'm rambling now, so I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back we'll come back I love all the words and yeah I talk too much uh, so how can you find the right makeup artist for you and your pageant um oh this is a difficult one um uh, uh I guess it's part luck <laughs> um or oh, actually do you know what this, no this is an opportunity to plug myself come to me <laughs> i'm the right my personal suggestion well. yeah well well i i obviously i joke saying that but that's not the that's not the case you know there's lots of people who i'm not the right makeup artist for um and there are a lot of people who who would fulfill some how am i going to say that who would make someone else feel better about how they feel and the, and they look because they would match better with them um I, th- I think it is. It's it's a bit of a tricky one. You sort of have to go off off luck, uh, in a sense. But um, trying to find someone that you know dances to the rhythm of your beat is really yeah. important. And um, it's tricky to tell that through Facebook and through th- social media. So maybe having some communication with that person beforehand. Maybe meeting that person beforehand. Um, you know whether you're actually at a pageant you're going up and you're talking to the different makeup artists and, and you're like the sort of the off the top of my head the main people that I think of who are doing Galaxy for example there's you know obviously myself and there's Kirsty Martin and the HD Emporium mm. and there's and Olivia Pike as, oh, is Olivia Pike McPike um and then and there's a whole millions of people who come to pageants but we're kind of the main people who are always at the pageant you know come up come and talk to us um before competing and and get a feel of us, you know, have a look at the girls' makeup, see if you like it. That's really important. You know, if you like their style, that's very important. But I think most importantly, if you like the person, because, you know, makeup style and application can be altered to fit your personal wants and needs because we might have our own style and thing that we like to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's always how we're going to do someone's makeup. Um, so I, I think, you know, finding the right person should really go down on finding someone that you like. Yeah. 
guess. I always take like pictures of other other queens' makeup that I've liked. I always try and so if I was going to get wedding done, I'd I'd take pictures of brides because then it mm-hmm. it sort of fits the setting. But saying is is don't just take pictures of people's makeup that you like. Find beauty queens makeup that you yeah. like so that it's actually sort of pageant appropriate for want of a better. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good thing as well. And yeah. but and but looking for like for example, say you think, oh, I liked Misha Grams's makeup on that day, or and I liked, um, you know, Steph Williams's makeup on that day. You think, oh, well, coincidentally, Patrick had done them, so there we mm. go, go to that person. That's or if you think you have other people that, have, then that's a good way. Mm. That's a good way to work. So I'm gonna. I will come back to the other two questions. I'm gonna jump two questions and jump ahead because I feel that goes in quite well. To is there mm. such thing as a pageant look in makeup? Uh, I guess yes and no. I think that yes, there is a pageant look, um, and it's sort of sort of more or less stereotypically quite bright, mm-hmm. um, which I really battle with <laughs> because in my normal makeup life I don't really like that. Um, <laughs> but the problem is on stage, yeah. um, makeup translates very differently um, to how it would in an Instagram picture for example. Yeah. So you can take a picture of an Instagram makeup, um, of, sorry, of a look that would look really, really nice on Instagram. And then you put that up on stage and it'll look nice, but from, you know, from the back, from the back and in the gods, it, it translates differently. And yeah. because the lights are so bright, um, especially I'm finding like the Galaxy International stage, it, again, their lighting is so, so bright that it just changes everything. Mm. And also um, the skin, it needs to be really matte. Yeah. Um, and almost sort of like um, very, very powdered and very, very little on things like glitter and shimmer and highlighter, which again, kills me because <laughs> like they're all, that's like tick, 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 all my favourite things that I have to not use mm. because they just, they're blinding on stage and it translates strangely. Um, yeah. And I, but I think ultimately the most important thing for a pageant makeup is that that person um looks like them yeah and um there's nothing distracting I guess in the makeup mm. I've been in the audience before I've seen someone on stage and they've got like um like a pink lipstick or like like I'm talking like a hot pink or a bright red yeah um and and you hear oh oh she's got red lipstick on. and that's all you see that's all you see then that's the yeah. same um I had a coach I worked with and I had a tattoo that I'm actually now having removed not just because of pageantry but I'm finally getting around to having it removed because galaxy is coming up and I don't want, I covered it up and I had it on show the first time, covered it up the second time and hopefully it'll be pretty much, I've had one treatment and it's already dramatically faded. Um, And it was that she said, obviously galaxy isn't anti tattoos at all. And there are lots of pageants that are very pro tattoo, Mm -hmm. but what do you want them to see when you walk out in the bikini, you've worked really hard to feel confident in and you've had your hair and makeup done. You're feeling fabulous. Do you want them to be going, oh, she's got a tattoo? Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're thinking of it in a bad way, but they're not yes. looking at the rest of you because they're drawn to that. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that's the thing because I, as a very liberal, you know, person, I, I, I do have a lot of dilemmas about stuff like that. And, um, and I think, well, why should this person, like some of the girls that come out on stage who have always been my favourite are the ones that heads toe covered in tattoo, got bright red hair. But that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I'm not actually, and it's like you're saying, I'm not actually thinking about all the other parts of everything. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, that girl who had the red lipstick on, that girl who had the red lipstick on. 
<laughs> rather than that girl who walks incredibly, that girl who's done all this stuff for charity and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, who was amazing in her interview. I'm thinking, oh yeah, the one with the red lipstick. Yeah. And I, I think it's best to just avoid and for me, that. for me, I, I was, I was panicked. You were going to say yes, you should have bright lips for pageantry because I, I'm, I've been using the same color <laughs> lipstick and lip liner for five years, and it's pretty much neutral. Mm. Not the ones that blur your lips out. There's still yes, a lip well, there, in, but like the natural, yeah, that's, and that's what I'm comfortable with. And it wouldn't be me if I put on something brighter. I just can't. It's, I don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable in bright lipstick. Yeah. But and that's that's pretty important as well because if I if I did have someone come to me and say I wear pink hot pink lipstick every single day, mm-hmm. um, and I, and that's me, I I also I sort of think well who am I to turn around and say well you can't be you so we can't I'm not going to put that on you I would yeah. still put it on them I would it's maybe part suggest of their brand. It's part yeah of their exactly brand. I I would maybe suggest well why don't you do something that's a little bit softer like I can still do a really gorgeous pink but one that's just not going to be too in your face yeah. Sort of, sort of staying true to their identity, but maybe altering it a little bit for stage. Yeah, it's seeing and so it allows people to see the whole package and things. But mm-hmm. I, I love that that came from. There's a podcast called Winner Pageant that doesn't run anymore, but you can still catch all her old episodes. And she's she's brilliant. She's the one that represent uh, recommended the captivating book, and mm-hmm. she talks about making sure everything is in line with your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, who are what's your, branding what's your brand as a personal yeah and I mean she was what am I on I mean, I'm listening to episodes from 2016 at the moment and she was like light years ahead with this and um, she's got a book and I'll link that down below because it's particularly if you're new to pageantry she's like step by step process of of what you need to to have done to go in and feel prepared but aligning everything bringing everything back to your brand. And I mean, it helps you choose your clothes. It helps you decide on your makeup, everything. Is it in line with who you are? Mm-hmm. And, and I absolutely love that. And so, yeah, talking about preparing and have you prepared anything? And how should you prepare your skin in the weeks running up to a pageant? Because obviously people think of the pageant as being those like few moments on stage, but it's not your... Yeah, it's everything. Before. Yeah, you're in you're in like pageant week pageant weekend. Suddenly, your skin's going. I'm going to have to deal with a lot of makeup in the next three days. <laughs> I um, I say this to a lot of people who are who are preparing for a big thing is that the most important thing or the, one of the big sort of don'ts is don't do anything really drastically different mm-hmm. to what you usually do in the week beforehand. Because I'll have a lot of people, um, especially I, I get this a lot with brides. People go and have like uh, the what's it called the 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 dermaplaning, or yes. they'll have a facial, or they'll do this, or they'll do that. Literally, like two or three days beforehand, then they have a huge breakout, mm. um, and that is like that's the worst thing you could probably do. However, I wouldn't be against things like that if you do it maybe a month, maybe two months beforehand, and then kind of stick to that. Um, I, I think uh, things like hydration are super important um hydration and, and exfoliation yeah i think in skincare are the most important things really um so say you had like a month two months in advance and you sort of think right i'm gonna get some new skincare and um, treat myself do it well in advance and make sure that you're really hydrating your skin mm-hmm. and, and exfoliating in whether it be in a, a sort of like um like a what are they called the bitty ones or just a chemical exfoliant. Yeah. Um, you can kind of choose whichever works best for you. But that's, I think, you know, if you're going to prepare your skin, just make sure it's hydrated and clean. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but the, the, just 
don't do anything like don't go and buy all new skincare the week before that is that's a, that is a disaster waiting to happen and that advice applies to literally every area of pageantry. Don't have a crazy new diet. Don't have a crazy <laughs> yeah. new routine. Um, I, I have a lot of like food intolerances. So I normally take a juice cleanse with me to Galaxy because you're mm. there for a few there for a few days and then I'd have a bikini on. Another bonus of being on the first night of finals, I will only need to juice cleanse for two days that I'm there. <laughs> and then I can just eat all the food and it doesn't matter if I get sick. Um, but it's... I would, the company I used to use to, they'd give me like four frozen juices and the hotel really good. I'd stick them in the freezer. The company doesn't exist anymore. So now I'm going to have to do a juice cleanse sometime before Christmas so that I can test out a new company and make sure that I'm not going to have a reaction to it. Well, that's the Um, thing, because if you did, if you did do that and then, and had a disaster, I mean, you could end up having a bridesmaids moment on the stage. Yeah. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. So yeah, every aspect needs to be like tried and tested in advance. My yes. last facial will be in like February. I have hydrofacials, which are quite intense. Ooh, and sounds fun. Tell me about them. It's like they flush like liquid and stuff into your skin and then like hoover it out. And then they put this light on that does magical things. Um, and they're quite expensive. So I have them out every three months. Um, I just, which is I just think... Like facials are just so fun. Oh, <laughs> I think every, brilliant. I, I do. I always. I, I do really recommend people go for facials, but um, but just like I said, don't do anything drastic and different beforehand. Mm. But um, and some, it's fitting some... fitting it all in with a facial because I get my eyelash extensions done. Basically, because I can't do my own makeup, I get as much permanent as possible. Um, <laughs> but I booked in to have my eyebrows done, and suddenly I had to move my facial because I couldn't have a facial like really close to having either side of having my eyebrows retattooed mm-hmm. um and you need to yeah you don't want to have had your eyelash extensions done to go to pageant land and then have a hydrofacial it's just not gonna go well um, do, do you know what actually while we're on on the note of uh, of preparation and eyelash extensions <laughs> again not someone t- I, I i'd always try in life to avoid telling people what what to do and what not to do but i would suggest if you are booking a makeup artist not to have individual lashes really? um, not, yeah because they are a nightmare to work with I'm sorry. Um, I can't be I without think, my lashes. Right? Well, I mean, well, and, and fair enough. So, so, so keep them if they if they make you feel confident and comfortable. Then, then by all means, keep them. But um, I, I'm sure any professional makeup artist out there would agree with me. They are a nightmare to work with really? because because they're quite like most of them are quite like stiff. So when you're doing any eye makeup work, you can't get around them, and um, and especially oh. on stage, sometimes then they're, they're kind of not enough. So you'll need to stick a false lash on top of it. Cool. Mine not, are very, not, not I have, the, the lady I had, she was my fourth person I tried. I've been with mm-hmm. her for a good couple of years now and she's actually a trainer. So she's like the elite. She has booked me in for my galaxy lashes. Normally is 75 minutes to 90 minutes. We mm. have booked four hours. Wow. Four hours. They, they will, How many they will, she on you? They will definitely be enough. <laughs> they will definitely be enough and they will be soft. But well, there you yeah, go. And do you know what? And if, make sure they're soft, soft and enough if you're having them or don't have them. <laughs> and um and well that's the thing. If 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 that's what makes you feel like the best you, then by all means have them. But I'm sort of putting putting this out to the world and everyone that's listening that everyone else um, don't get them done. If you were if it's one of those things, if you're thinking, oh, I don't usually have them, but I might go and get them. Yeah. But I'm booking a makeup artist. I would I would say probably don't and just rely on their strip lashes. Especially like I have girls who 
who, you know, who are having their makeup done every single day, you know, morning and evening, but then they still have individuals on. Um, and, and then they end up at the end of, at the end of, you know, the week or, or whatever, the individuals look a mess because they've been pulled out from having lashes on and off. And yeah. I just think I'm saying it from a bit of a selfish point of view, basically, because it makes my job easier. I've, I've <laughs> never, I've never not had someone struggle, even when I don't have the extensions on. I don't know, my eye is a weird shape, putting strip lashes on. They just never seem to sit right on me, which yeah. is part of why I had the, exten- had the extensions done for an event. Um, and I, apart from when I was pregnant, I didn't have them done when I was pregnant because you can't lie mm-hmm. on your back for long mm-hmm. periods of time because um, literally you're, like deform your unborn child so I said I went without the lashes then um but the, the rest of the time I have them permanently um yeah. I, I every three weeks <laughs> get them done again it's quite nice because I get an hour and a half nap oh, um, yeah. in the middle of the day but I'm which mum life sign, definitely sign me that. up <laughs> yeah I'm I'm like but I again I will have my daughter with me for pageant weekend um I won't have time to put makeup on and off every time and I can it means that I go to breakfast I still feel like I'm looking it, it gives you that kind of like woken up out yeah. of bed still feeling done yeah I get that yeah, yeah. So, but I will make sure they were soft and very full for you oh so. no honestly babe you <laughs> do you <laughs> that's I guess that's my pink lipstick is I need my lashes done yes. that's my, that's my but, then, but then that's different isn't it because you're like your, your lashes aren't going to look ridiculous on stage they'll look gorgeous oh, she's Joanna it's Joanna at Flash Lash again I'll link her down below but no good unless you live in the area unless you're looking to become an, an eyelash tech and then she's the most amazing teacher too um, but she's yeah I love I love her and her daughter's amazing and she has a tortoise called Troy like, that's amazing that, that oh, that's worth a visit yeah, he's he's mega. Um, Felicity absolutely loves going there. Oh, um, I want a oh, just, I want a dog at the moment. Oh, we're digress. I'm getting really. <laughs> we could just talk for hours. Um, so, what are your do's and don'ts before applying makeup? So, I'm rock. I've got my six a.m. appointment before orientation, um, and I get out of bed. What am I not doing, and what should I be doing before I come and have my makeup? Done? Um, Ideally, uh, make sure, quite simply, make sure you've got no makeup on, um, which sounds, it sounds pretty, like, obvious, but people will still turn up with makeup on. Um, and again, it's it, it's, a, it's a difficult thing because I sort of, like, I get it. I get that some people don't feel confident leaving the room or if they'll maybe go for breakfast, I want to put a bit of concealer on. So at the end of the day, if you need to do that to feel most confident, then go for it. But it would be ideal that you have no makeup on. Um, and I don't mind if people do skin prep, like if they want to put their, high, their moisturizer, their primer on or anything like that, because they have a product that they know works with them. But the only problem with that is then I'm unsure what's going to work well with it for my yeah. kits, if that makes sense. So I would prefer people not to do moisturizer and primer. So literally just clean skin. That's just it. Clean skin. Toner? Uh, again, if, if it's something that you use um, on a regular basis, then then you tone the hell out of your face, babe. Okay, for it. I've only just, I love when I use toner, but I never get around to it. So I bought a spritz toner because it's super lazy, but it wakes me up as well. Yeah. Like the smell of it makes me know I'm starting my day. Who buy? What's it? I've never heard of a spritz toner. Before. Tem- Temple Spa. It was, oh, it was yeah. done in a facial on holiday, and um, um, I have found that I can get it in the. You UK do like a facial, don't you? I do love a facial. It was. It was <laughs> It's the joy of being on holiday and there was childcare on the holiday. So I didn't have mm. to plan in 
that's for me the tricky bit of trying to fit a facial in is you also have to plan the childcare. Whereas on holiday, there was already, she was in like a kids club. Mm -hmm. So I was like, great, here here I come. Um, But it's uh, the smell of it. So I wouldn't put it on before I came to see you, but I might dab a little bit like on my wrist so I can smell it. So I know it's wake up time. (laughs) Go, go. Um, But yeah, that's that's just me being slightly crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But then isn't that interesting though, because that you have so much of that association with that smell, that's what helps you get ready. Mm. I have the same at nighttime. I have a Liz Earl, um, I think it's like a night plumping oil. Um, plumping oil? Plum, plumping. So it's oh. got me looking old and haggard. Um, Sorry, I'm going <coughs> to... Maybe if I it like plumped plumping, my... If it like, you know, like, my like plumping together. cat litter. Yeah. <laughs> no, plumping, plumping. Um, but the smell of it as well makes such a difference. But again... I couldn't, it's got, because um, the oil's in it, You could, I couldn't wear it when I was pregnant. So my sleep yeah. was hideous, and then I lost the smell of this beautiful uh, oil that made me sleep better. I was like, oh, great. Um, that's, that's made me laugh more than it should. Uh, <laughs> clumping plump, oil. Clumping and plumping. Yeah. <laughs> Joyous. Um, what is the, the key difference between day and stage makeup? Um, do you know what? It's becoming less and it's becoming less and less of a difference with <laughs> me now. Um, I used to do completely two different makeup looks, mm. and I realised that that I'm wasting my time. Mm. I, well, I'm wasting my time, and I'm wasting the girls' time doing that. Um, it's, and it's more effort. Um, and also that, that I was sort of starting off in the morning and doing really, really simple really natural, really fresh looking skin. And then girls were coming back to me with barely any makeup on. Yeah. And um, because they were going through interview and then obviously rehearsal and it was sort of wearing off a little bit. And I actually think it's better to put more on. Yeah. Um, so I, I pretty much do my skin the same as I would do on stage. But then whenever it comes to stage, I'll bronze up a little bit more, put a bit more blusher on. Um, because actually blusher is really important on stage because again, lights washing you out. If you've got no color in your cheeks, you end up just looking like, like a big orange circle. Mm. Um, so I sort of tone the skin down ever so slightly, but I keep the coverage the same, pretty much the same foundation. But then with the eyes, I might just do like liquid liner yeah, and a bit of, a bit of shimmer. Um, and then, and then keeping everything else quite simple. So I guess simple, but professional looking, which is why I actually think if the client likes or suits a winged liner, it's a really good option um, because it just looks crisp and clean and you're like, I'm ready. And then when it comes to stage, I mean, it's like all, all a go-go. Uh, it's super glam. And um, what I tend to do is I, I um, once my client returns back to me, I, I'll bake uh, which is that funny makeup term that we've started using, um, which is an old school drag queen technique. Actually, it's been around for years. Um, so I, I'll pop loads of powder underneath their eyes, and I tend to use one that's quite brightening, mm. so it'll help to lift underneath the eyes and make it oh, look even that. brighter on stage. Um, yeah, it's fab, uh, but it also it serves the purpose then that I can then go and put more eyeshadow on, and if then the eyeshadow falls down to the skin, you can dust it off really easily. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of glam up the eyes, put a little bit of sparkle on, but nothing glittery. Um, and then I, again, depending on on the person, their outfits, etc., I'll sort of I'll smoke their eyes out a little bit, or maybe put on a big lash, 
maybe make the lips a bit deeper, a bit more gloss, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there isn't a huge amount of difference, really. Um, if anything, I think a little bit more glam, uh, a bit more stagey, obviously. So kind of more of everything, more blush and more bronzer. But then not, I wouldn't go and put loads of highlighter on, as, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and actually, I have found myself putting things like a bit of highlighter, a bit of glow on for interview, because I think it works in a in a uh, face-to-face situation. Yeah. Because you haven't got these big bright lights on you. And then toning that down when it comes to stage. So it's kind of uh, tweaking things for that, that stage look. So it's know. quite important to really know, obviously, we're, we're referencing Galaxy quite a lot because that's the pageant I'm going to be doing. And I talk about that a lot on the podcast anyway, because I just, I love Galaxy. I'm all about Galaxy. But if, if you're not doing Galaxy, really go and have a look at what the stage has been like in previous years. Directors yeah. are usually pretty good if you say, is, are, you basi- are you doing a similar setup because I just want to plan my makeup to it? You're showing initiative by asking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't pest them, pest them, pest them all the time. Um, send them one email with your few questions. It's like I would love to, and at some point I will email and ask to get the dimensions of the stage because I know it's changed since I last competed. And I'm five foot 11. I could barely make two steps across the stage last time I competed. And I know the stage has got bigger. (laughs) Yeah, it's got much bigger now, but I would love to know how much bigger. Um, But because I'm a sharer, I'd share that information with everyone else. So it's not like I'm trying to get an inside scoop. Um, I'll help me and then I'll help everyone else. (laughs) So I tell, tell everyone, guys, here's the dimensions. You can map out your, your practice area now. Um, but yeah, just like have a look at photos from past years or videos from yeah. past years so you can see what lighting um, is, is being used. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a whole episode on things like that soon. That's yeah, it is really more, important. But... You're, you're not wrong saying that at all. And because I've had that situation before where I've turned up and actually haven't known what the lighting was going to be like. Mm. And then I had a bit of panic last minute because they've they've sort of like had overhead lighting um you know and but and not stage lighting and everything translates so differently yeah and um and if that's the case if it is a more natural lighting situation um you kind of want to chill down on, on all the contouring and and all that sort of like bright underneath the eyes because it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um you you want to look like how you would look, you know, every day, I guess. Well, not every day, but if that makes sense, like you, you're not like soft blusher, soft contouring, if yeah. if anything, but like doing it really dark around the hairline and then bright in the centre of your forehead, that, that kind of stuff doesn't translate at all unless you're on a stage or unless it's in a picture that's got like a bright flash. I think that's another good um, sort of promotion for having a professional because they're going to know how to adapt to different lights. You might be really good at doing your makeup day to day, but you don't know, you can't look at the different lightings and go, this this equals this in makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a professional is going to, and it takes the pressure off you having to think about that. They mm-hmm. can go and stick their head in the rehearsal room and go, right, right, this is what the setup is and, um, and just adapt accordingly yeah. as opposed to you having to worry about it we've got enough to worry about on finals day so not enough professionals understand that though <laughs> so find a and professional that knows what they're talking about aka yes, you yes. we're all good <laughs> but the, i mean there's there are lots out there who do know obviously those things and, and there's a lot out there who know that a lot better than i do as well <laughs> um but there are some who don't 
and that I will we will leave it at that. So we've said about like looking at the stage lighting and things, but is there anything else you should be planning in advance? Should I be rocking up with like a mapped out plan of my face? Like, what do you need? Should I be bringing all the products that I use normally? Like, what should I have planned and prepared and turn up with on the day? Um, I think it's again, it's whatever makes you feel comfortable. So um, you can turn up with nothing and just you as your person um, and and you will still get a very good service and you still will look stage ready. Um, obviously, it's best to confirm that with your makeup artist. I'm talking from, from my point of view. If someone turns up, they've got no pictures, they've got no eyelashes, no individual lashes either, um, and they've got nothing, no skincare on or, at all, I can still make them perfect and I don't need to worry about anything but then some people will come and they'll have a full mood board of <laughs> what they want um I would say that I do sometimes get people sending that to me three four five months in advance and I'm like that's lovely thank you these but were I'll really forget. nice yeah. but I'll forget yeah yeah exactly I've got I'm gonna probably do about 150 people between you and then yeah. so um again I don't mind people sending me that kind of stuff and I can be like yes you're on the right path that's all really nice but don't expect me to remember yeah so definitely bring things like that with you to your appointment but I think it's important to sort of have um to manage your expectations in terms of stuff of like bringing pictures of people or bringing makeup styles there's nothing wrong with saying I like this style this is the kind of thing that I'm used to um these are the tones, these are the colours I'd like to go for. Um, but, and I think most people get that. No one's ever really expecting to look like that person. Oh, no, um, you say that. For my, I'm, I'm married and divorced. For my wedding, I did. But I think, I'm not sure I'd ever had professional makeup done prior to the lady that did my wedding makeup. And I you, had an Anna ex- Hathaway picture. And you expect to um, look Yeah, I expect which I've got dark hair and light skin. Um, I spray tan now. I didn't then. So I suppose that was kind of close. Yeah. Um, but it was big red lips and a very simple smoky eye. Uh, a very simple smoky eye. But the thing is, I much prefer my makeup the other way around. I'm a big eye, plain lip girl. So mm. not only did I not look like her, but actually I felt really uncomfortable in the makeup that I yeah. demanded of this poor makeup artist. Yeah. And there's so many people, so many people do do that. Oh, you live in and that's the, the the thing that every time I get this all the time with weddings. Um, oh, I think you're wearing a red lip, and I just sort of look at them and say, "Have you ever worn a red lip before?" No, let's not do a red lip for your wedding. <laughs> and I, ha- I have that conversation with people all the time. That I, I don't know what it is about weddings, but people get this idea that they want to wear red lipstick for their wedding day, and they've never worn it in their life. Because I used to be a wedding planner and they feel like it's their last chance to do a lot of things and to be crazy and that the yeah. life is going to be done and boring yeah, yeah. after this. I guess that's why. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I feel like I actually got more immature after I got married briefly, so, <laughs> and tried lots of new and crazy things. But, um, yeah, no, there's definitely that element of, this is my only chance to ever try this um, when it comes to weddings, but... Um, don't do that for a wedding or a pageant. Like, yep. still be Let's, you. Like, you're still yes. you. Stick to um, what you know. Yeah. So I'd like, I, like, I love my, my lipstick colour is just, it's like, and then I suppose I've got the lipstick throughout the day to top it. Exactly. Oh, that, actually, that's a really good point, actually, is the one thing that I would say that you should, well, not, sorry, not should, but is good to bring with you is a lipstick that you want to wear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, again, I'll have lipsticks, I'll have lip glosses, lip liners, the works, and I'll put something on you, but I can't give you anything to top up with. Yeah. Um, by all means, you can pay me for one of my, my products and I'll give it to you, but yeah. it's, it's, it's difficult. We'll always put something on that's going to last really well, but you might need to top up your gloss. Um, so having, having that is with you would be beneficial. But, I, but again, I, I don't ever like to sort of say to people, you need to bring a lipstick because they might not have one. Yeah. I mean, they'd be daft not to have one. Um, and everyone probably does have one, but yeah. I never like to assume. Yes. I know, no, it's, um, I suppose it's better to be, better be pre- as prepared as possible and then backtrack. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, oh, well, I'm an organiser. I walked up with my whole own railing last time, um, which was quite useful, actually, because um, when Duncan did my hair and a lot, there was no hanging space in the room we were in, I was like, I've got a massive rail in my room, I'll bring it in. <laughs> rock up with my massive industrial storage rail i love this is why i love pageant girls because like i've seen people do crazy stuff like that before and i just think that makes so much sense like people bringing like the whole wardrobe with them and my favorite is when so much more careful though this time because i suddenly was like i'm gonna have a toddler to pack for too Mm -hmm. whereas last last time i competed we came in two separate cars because i came up earlier and then my partner joined me later but I'm the first night, so we'll be travelling together. So I've got to fit. And her car seat takes up half of the back seat. Suddenly I've lost a load of packing space. You've lost a railing there. I'm like, no, the railing is coming. No matter what, the railing is coming. I can't survive without that. And like, I end up rearranging the furniture in the rooms without question. There's always too oh, much. of course. Time. I don't need a coffee table. Get rid of the coffee table. Give me yeah, a yeah, desk. Yeah. But, um, and I'm, I'm very well known for walking into a hotel room and going, right, this one needs to change. And, um, <laughs> need to move these, yeah. I book the same room every time at Galaxy because I know the room. And there might actually be a better room, but I know this room. Mm. I know what I'm coming into. Have you booked it yet? I, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Pretty I good. booked it before I paid my deposit for Galaxy. <laughs> um, and then I've booked another room for my friend who's hopefully coming as well now, but I, I le- I'd left it too late to book hers, so we're not in the same block. But mm. I know that... There's because pageant weekends can be noisy. I know this part of the site is usually fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. I know my quickest routes to the the rehearsal rooms, the finals rooms, the reception, the breakfast, the bar. Like I know this room. I, I hate change. So I was like, put loads of notes to make sure I get the same room. And they're like, don't worry, we know you. It's fine. <laughs> You've got the room you like. And um, I know that the cot fits in it, for example. And yeah. I know that the, like the bathroom is big enough to hang your dress up in, so you can steam your dress in the bathroom. Like, it's like I'm a bit psychotic, but I like to feel prepared. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, last, nearly last question. Um, what's the biggest mistake you see with stage makeup? Hmm. I need to be diplomatic here with the answer, don't I? <laughs> Like, so you're not pointing um, fingers. You're not pointing fingers. No, true. Um, what is the biggest? I think uh, this is this is the one. The question that I didn't actually prepare. I didn't get that far down your list. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably. I don't want to say the the the, the, the coloured lip thing, but um, you're leaning that way, aren't you? Like, well, yeah, I am because. I, I'm one of these people that I don't think that the, you can make, I don't think you can make mistakes in makeup apart from the obvious ones. Like if you're not matching your color to your body or if you're not doing this, or if you're not doing the obvious, like, but if it's still good, well-applied makeup, then it's nice and it's well-applied makeup and 
you know, if that makes that person feel confident, then at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Yeah. But um, I guess probably the coloured lip thing or things like lots of highlighter, lots of glitter. Um, and it, it, it's a funny one because you'd think um, all of those things would look really good on stage because it's high impact, but it translates weirdly. That's that's the key to it. it it's not that it's not noticeable, but it just looks odd. Fun. Then makes that person not like a, look like a person. Is it that whole list of mistakes you just gave is what my makeup was the first time I competed at Galaxy, <laughs> which is why I don't do it myself anymore. Um, and and do you know what? And it was all the things that for a very long time I was doing. Mm. Um, I kind of it's it's funny because I think the very first time when I did Misha's makeup, I nailed it because I did exactly what she asked. And then I started doing what I wanted to do and what I thought was right. And it kind of like sort of went up and down and I was trying to figure everything out. And I think I'm sort of getting back to a point now where I'm happy with how everything's looking on stage. Yeah. And, um, and I, and because, and people still now will say like, I want that look for me should do. But because from a, a makeup artist's point of view, it's a bit of a, it's a bit boring, the makeup. Because yeah. it's sort of like, oh, like a soft brown eye and a nude lip. Like it sounds so dull. It's nothing exciting. You don't get to be really creative, but that's not what pageant makeup is about. It's not about being creative. It's not about being wacky. Uh, it's about making people look their most beautiful and feel the most confident. Mm. But and you've got the bonus next year. So if you haven't heard or heard me talk about it in previous episodes, there is a pageant land ball, all the glamour without the competition. There so is indeed. You're going to be able to go crazy. You can do like. Yeah, and do you know what? I love that. <laughs> That's my favourite. A... We did. We did. We had it last year as well, and the, the girls um, had organised that one, and um, I had so much fun because, and it's when girls are handing over, even to an extent. I mean, it's a little bit different because they still are on stage, but we don't feel the pressure of the fact that they're competing. Yeah. So. Uh, and even again when we're doing the, the shoots it's really good fun because we do get to and I'm like let's get the glitter out let's do maybe even a coloured lip and we can start experimenting a little bit um, because there isn't I guess that that, that pressure um, the pageant and ball is, is, is really good fun um, although I, I, I feel like I want to be a little bit selfish and I want to just have time to get myself ready for once <laughs> so sorry girls you're not allowed to have your makeup done you have to, to do to someone yeah. else you have to do like midday makeup appointments and then yeah. <laughs> so I need to drive really three. fast to get up there. <laughs> I but I think I was the first to book my hotel room for that one as well. Oh, I, gosh, I think it, it, it went up on the Instagram stories. I'd like heard Holly mention it and people mentioned that it was going to happen. And then it, <laughs> Holly put it on the Instagram stories that it was booked um, and where it was booked. And I went straight on, but my tickets on the Facebook group on the um, website um, and click through to phone the hotel and I phone the hotel and she's like is, are you coming for an event and I was like yes for the pageant land ball I believe we've got this discounted rate and she's like that's like literally been confirmed an hour or so ago I don't even know if the rates are on the system yet and they were that they literally just got on well I live down south I'm like I needed a hotel room the last thing yeah, I wanted exactly. to drive all that way and then have to get a taxi to the venue yeah. I was like no 
but we will we will leave very early. We've got full day of childcare. We're coming <laughs> child free to be able to be a couple. Oh, a couple. I and uh, well, I'm going to put it out there and formally apologise uh, for my behaviour at the pageant land ball because it's <laughs> one of those times where I feel like I can enjoy myself and I don't feel any pressure. So I will. I mean, if it's anything to go from last year's. I had a headache for a couple of days. I can't wait to go dancing. It's the dancing for me. I go dancing so rarely. I know, and it's so fun. Unless you go to a Christmas party or a wedding, the music's never any good. Like, the nightclubs is just too much for me. I'm just, mm-hmm. I want some cheese. Bring on the cheesy music. Oh, we will have, we will have I, the cheesy. I love it. It's um, Harriet Lane's charity event that I went to, that's uh, the current Miss International UK, uh, was an ABBA night. And we just danced. My the soles of my feet are still sad because they are so sore from that. And it was like two <laughs> weeks ago. Um, but it was just, yeah, we just danced the whole night away to ABBA. And I was like, this is my kind of music. And the videos of me dancing are hilarious. Yeah. Proper everyone has that. Everyone always has that sort of joke about what wedding music is like and what wedding DJs are like. But when you're actually there and and you have that kind of cheesy music, it's so much fun. Um, I will be on the floor doing the um like the uh, what's I can't what's that song called the, 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 I can't remember but the, the one where everyone gets to the floor in a big line. Uh, oops, upside your head. Yes, you yes, 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> my, I've got to be uh, Whitney Houston's. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. That's my my absolute favorite dancing on the like. Oh, absolutely love that. I will put it on the uh, the, the the stage ready makeup playlist. <laughs> yes, oh, that's like the best song. But actually, it's a really sad song. I'm completely digressing. We will come wrap this up in a minute. But the the who was it? There was a bloke that did a cover, an acoustic cover of that song, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And um, you can find it on Spotify. Just like search like acoustic. Um, I want to dance with somebody, and it's just your heart bleeds for the guy that's singing it. Like he's like no one has ever loved him. Like it's hideous, but in a beautiful, awesome way. So anyway, that's my my exciting <laughs> tidbit of the day. Thank you so much for being here. The most oh, important question, though, uh, where can we find you on social media and online? And obviously I'll put the links in the show notes, but some people don't need show notes. So. <laughs> my Instagram, uh, for my personal Instagram, is uh, Patrick Baston Makeup. And then the most important one is the UK Glam Squad Instagram. Um, we are on Facebook, and if you just search for UK Glam Squad, it comes up there. Uh, and that's it, really. Um, again, I think I I think I'm on Facebook with Patrick Baston, but I don't ever post anything on there, so there's no <laughs> point looking. But um, for for all pageant related hair and makeup, you want to head to UK Glam Squad because I, I rarely ever actually put anything on my own Instagram these days. Um, and uh, Duncan is in charge of of all of our social media stuff, and he's very good at it. So he kind of he he tends to keep up to date on stuff like that. I, I do the schedules, so if your schedules are ever wrong, you can blame me. If there's anything <laughs> ever wrong on social media, blame Duncan. Blame Duncan, it's fine. Um, and <laughs> by the time this goes out, mm-hmm. you will have released av- like availability to start booking for Galaxy. Yes. So Ho- hopefully, by the time this goes out, um, it may we'll all be fully booked. Sold <laughs> out, yeah. There's um, so it goes out 6 p.m. on Monday the second, and this is going yes. out at 5 a.m. on the third. So 
if you if you're up really early at 5 a.m and you see this then then try and book um but otherwise make sure you're following all um the Glam squad social media so that you know next time when availability yes. comes up yeah. Because, yeah. Well, that's the thing we we tend to announce dates for opening our diary just to make it make it fair basically because people trickle through here and there and uh, you know and i i think it's, it's better to sort of like have like have a day yeah and also it's easier for me <laughs> which at the end of the day is the reason I do it <laughs> amazing oh well thank you so much no, um, it's been a, it's been a pleasure it's been really nice talking to you thank you for joining me today I value and appreciate your time so much so it means a lot that you spend some of it here do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode and I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there for any specific links things mentioned in this episode etc please pop over to the website which is mummyisdoingapageant.com have an amazing day and remember you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself see you soon